Every day when I get on the mat, I, it is my intention to remember that my breath is the same as the breath of the tree, the same as the breath of that. I saw this gorgeous baby rattlesnake on a trail on Friday. You know, that interconnectedness of life. And, and I feel like, you know, we can talk about climate change and protest and all of the rest, but I think if we remember that in our heart of hearts, more and more of us, we won't rape the earth anymore. Right. We, we won't take advantage. We won't exploit because it'd be like, you know, beating your lover up or beating your mother up. Right. So that to me is uh, really one of the main reasons I intend my practice to continue. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. How are we doing, friends? So I have been, um, what's the word, uh, busy. <laughs> I don't think it's a secret anymore for sure, but everyone knows I'm opening up this big yoga studio in San Francisco. And so my time has just been, I feel like being pulled in every single direction. Um, so I made my official announcement that I am done teaching public classes um, for at least the next two months, just so that I can really focus on uh, launching the studio because it is requiring um, a lot of time, energy, and attention. Uh, and I also want to dive back into uh, my practice for a little while and just uh, take care of me, which reminds me um, of something Annie Carpenter, who's on the show today, uh, how she said that she was, uh, you know, she went for a walk and realized that that too is yoga because it helps her connect. If y'all don't know Annie Carpenter, she is one of the uh, yoga teachers that I call one of the titans. She has this incredible way of articulating how the body moves. Um, she's world renowned. She travels all over the place and she's just a very skillful teacher. We've been in orbit mainly because we've worked at the same studio and, you know, kind of uh, been in passing. And so I've always, uh, I guess kept tabs, so to speak, or just like, you know, she's always been like, oh yeah, Annie's around, Annie's around. Um, but I actually got to sit down and have this uh, lovely conversation with her, checking in on how she's doing, what she's up to. And um, yeah, hopefully get her to teach some master classes at the uh, studio. Um, and if you all want to check out any of the things and updates that are happening on the studio, you can go to www.home, that's H-A-U-M, sf.com. I'll put a uh, little uh, link in the show notes. And uh, yeah, it wouldn't be the podcast unless I tell you to leave a review. So head over to iTunes, give us some love. And without further ado, here comes Annie Carpenter on today's podcast. So Annie, I was literally just saying before we started the show, the last time I saw you, <laughs> I got an Annie Carpenter spanking. <laughs> that was a mild one, just saying. <laughs> in your defense, I was being... Pretty typical, Danny, and being extremely loud outside of the studio while you were teaching, and you poked your head out and were like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to add here, Danny, in my defense, that I was teaching a pranayama workshop, <laughs> which is a very quiet, subtle teaching. And yeah, we could hear you. <laughs> what is this pranayama? I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know that breathing stuff. <laughs> I was excited as I was... Um, as I was digging into uh, one, just the application and getting you on 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 the show, and there's so much to talk about as far as like what yoga was and where it's at and where it's going. And you have, I mean, correct me, you've been doing this for twenty something years. <laughs> I keep adding the decades. Thirty, forty. <laughs> I've been teaching for a little over thirty years, and I've been practicing Whoa. for forty plus years. Okay, yeah. so you might have seen a thing or two about a thing or two in yoga. 
Well, let me say it this way. When I was first practicing yoga, there were no yoga mats. Mm. Yeah. It was carpet. <laughs> yeah. It was a really yeah. different world. Yeah. So I guess where did, yeah, where do we start? Let's start, let's start at the beginning of where, where and when you started. Well, it's a story I've told before, so I'll keep it brief, but yeah. um, I was a little bit of a naughty child uh, in the, you know, 70s where where we were all experimenting with drugs mm. and um one solution from my family was to put me in this sort of a rehab thing and part of the rehab was yoga mm. and uh, i have to tell you that i'll never forget the first shavasana and it was like oh i can feel safe and good and warm and awake in my body mm-hmm. without smoking something yeah <laughs> i mean literally yeah and that was the beginning of all kinds of changes i dare say you know who knows if i'd be around or not you know, right. if I hadn't literally found yoga. Yeah. Um, and I think that's true for so many of us. So, um, and when I see that, when I watch students over the years, literally be rescued by their practice, mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me. It delights me. Yeah. Right. But it's not yeah. a surprise. It's like, yep, I get that. And I get you and keep coming back, you know, just yeah. like they say. <laughs> yeah. I think for a lot of, well, there's a de- same in mine. I mean, I was, you know, doing all the drugs, like it was going out of style. And if it wasn't for yoga, I don't think that I would be here today as well. It gave me, it gave me truly another opportunity to, to, to look at life in, in another, in another way, uh, shape, shape and form. And it gave me purpose, you know, it reminded me to come back home to myself over and over again. Yeah, By the yeah. way, everyone come to home yoga studio, my new yoga studio. That was just a cheap plug. Oh, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> Love it. So Annie, I have so many questions for you and I don't even know. I mean, let's just circle and go around all of this. Where are you at with all the online yoga stuff? I mean, you've been doing glow for a long time, but where are you in the world of zoom yoga? How are you What's what's happening in Annie's world right now? You know, I started Zooming, wow, oh, I think two weeks, in early March, I started mm-hmm. Zooming. And I did actually a teacher training that was scheduled for Austin late March. This is a year, over a year ago now, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had to go online. And luckily, it was a sequencing training. So mm-hmm. it w- worked a little better than, say, hands-on adjustments, <laughs> you know, which would have yeah. been a disaster. Yeah. Um, and I just have, I don't know, I, I love yoga. I love teaching, you know, every morning when I'm setting up and turning the lights on and checking the connection and blah, blah, you know, I roll my eyes every day. Yeah. And then I start going and I see beloved students and we're breathing and we're moving and everybody feels better afterwards, including me. Mm-hmm. And so I keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that simple. And I'm ready for you know, I'm ready to see, I'm ready to give people hugs. I'm ready to give someone that yummy adjustment and downward dog. I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so ready for all of that. I um, think that, yeah, there's, I don't know about you. I can speak to my experience of this. I have loved that we've had this space to gather to like coming to, you know, the screen and, and, and doing that. And there's still in teaching, like at the end of it, I shut the laptop and I'm <laughs> sitting in an empty space, you know? <laughs> And some of the thing that I loved is, you know, like, I don't know, walking to the water fountain and like filling up my water bottle and having a conversation or waiting in line at the restroom at Petraro. God forbid anyone, (laughs) God forbid they added another bathroom there, but you know, like waiting in line at the bathroom and then having another conversation or even the in-between of just like walking into the space and setting, you know, the container for, for, for you. I don't know. I just, I, I miss 
I miss that. And there's something about, I'll use you as an example. There is something about anyone you walk into a room and I've been in your practice, you just walk into the room and we can feel your presence. Hmm. You know, we know you're there. You, there's, there's the, I mean, we can go down deep down that, but yoga is a transmission of energy and we can feel that energy when that person is in the room and over the screen, I've just, I've, for me, it's been draining to the point where I'm about ready to go on sabbatical. <laughs> Truly, like I'm just ready to like be off screen. And I also, you know, the new studio coming up, I want to give myself space for that for sure. I want to show up fully and not be burnt out when I get there. I want to support th- that container. But at the end of it, I just feel kind of like here, like truly here I am sitting in an empty room again. Hmm. You know what else I miss? I miss getting off the BART and walking to the studio and seeing people on a relatively crowded street lugging their mat around. That's right. And you can tell if they're on their way or if they've been because Mm -hmm. the demeanor of people leaving class and maybe they're a little sweaty, but there's just this release. The feet are touching the earth. Mm -hmm. The face is soft. The eyes are open. And, and the ones coming in are excited and, you know, there's that side too, but just, you know, and even if they don't know me, just to look across the street and see someone with their yoga mat, you know, it's just like, yay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a, it's a, it's a gift. I'm I'm interested. And I mean, you've, have you been in your, in the Bay? I I don't know much of of that. Have you been in the Bay for most of your yoga career? Oh, no, no, no. I've only been in the Bay, let's see, four, almost five years now. I was in LA for 20 odd years. Okay. Oh, that's right. You're at yoga works on there that I didn't know. That's right. That's right. I know that I don't know if you know this, but my ex partner, who's still my really good friend, Heath House, he used to be oh, a teacher yeah, down at yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he we was took, a brand newbie when I was. Uh, yeah, that's right, teaching. that's right. We've talked about you, about Kia, and a couple other of the LA I'm folks when that was hug. like. A, wow. Yeah, I will, I will. We were literally on a Facetime call just before I called you. So oh, fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, what do you What do you expect? I guess now that you've seen yoga, you know change over the years, what do you think is, where are we going? You know, I, it's interesting. I thought a little bit about what we might talk about today, Danny. And one of the things that's hard to tease apart for me is, okay, what I'm feeling about how yoga is changing and how my practice has changed over the decades Mm -hmm. and how yoga needs to change for each one of us, obviously, as certain body parts work (laughs) <laughs> less well, yeah. but also what the, <laughs> what the mind, what the heart needs and wants from one's practice. I mean, that mm. has changed. You know, I used to be a beast, put my feet behind my head and bounce on one hand, you know, yeah. uh, and that was great in my twenties, thirties, you know, more or less. And now I wanted, I want yoga to be something different. I wanted to have a sense of, of meaning, a reflection on life and why we live and, and on the meaning of all of us being the same and, you know, almost the idea of ecology. Every mm-hmm. time I take a breath, that's my breath on my mat. I want it to remind me that I am part of this web of life, if you will. Right. And so I think that as our needs change, yoga has to change. And I think it's also true that there are more and more yogis my age and getting to be my age, you know, boomers. Uh, and, and that is by necessity changing what yoga can be. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, there are and always will be younger yogis who are like, more physical, more physical, let's do it, make it harder. <laughs> you know, so that yeah. outside, which is great. I mean, I'm so happy I had that as, as a younger uh, yogi, that I could get fierce in there and, yeah. and push myself to these edges that right now I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. 
Edges, yes. Physical edges, not as much. Yeah. So that's a piece of this whole, how is it evolving? Um, obviously things like what you and I are doing right now and being able to communicate with lots and lots of people in many, many ways. I mean, one of the things I do love about Zoom, Danny, is in any class I've got, oh, hey, from London. Oh, how are you doing in Paris? Yeah. How are you doing in the Philippines? Mm-hmm. Oh, how's the weather in New Zealand this morning? Right. And that is, has been beautiful to see those students on a regular basis. So there are pluses to all of this. But then we go back to hmm, maybe original yoga. We'll use that word loosely. One teacher, one student. Also a great book. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I don't know. Is it wrong to teach? You know, I've had classes in my old studio back in L.A., 150 people in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful thing. And we're all breathing and sweating together and mat to mat. And then you have a private lesson with somebody and you drop into something that's deep in a way that you can't do maybe in community. You know, it's can it can it not all be yoga? Mm-hmm. Can all these ways of finding expression that we call yoga be applauded and positive and you know i don't think we have to throw anything out if it's meaningful for one person i'm gonna call it yoga yeah yeah i i as you know the specifically in in the current context of you know pandemic when yoga tree closed closed its doors you know when they announced all of that i definitely was crushed and you know i, I think you know uh, somewhat about my journey but you know for a long time i was hanging out with jason and i really wanted to be the anatomy guy and you know i spent 4 years with jason assisting in his room like that's what i think i'm supposed to do and then i got introduced to janet and was like okay no i got to be the bhakti guy and you know still kind of in my newness and realized you know those things are both true in me as a teacher but where I really excel at. And and this is why, uh, as I was saying, like Darren and I were talking about the studio, he was like, this is totally what you do. My strength as a yoga teacher and as a yogi is really the systems and the container. It's bringing the people together and operating in the, in the back of the house. Like I'm really good at that. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say I'm not a bad yoga teacher too. I can teach anatomy. I can teach the other things, but you know, as I as I, as I've started to unlayer even my own path as a, as, as a teacher through all of this, at first I moved, you know, from a really tiny apartment in San Francisco into a, a, a more loft space thinking, okay, I'm going to do it. Keith learned yoga in New York in someone's living room. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have this like small little space and we can do six yoga mats here. And that's, that's just what I'm going to do for the, for a while until, you know, maybe later on down the line. And for me, I kind of sat back and was like, but the community, the community is going to need something. And if there's anyone that's going to throw a charity event or do something like that, it's going to be me or put it together. So I, I came back to like, I feel for me, I want to hold this container for everyone to come and do their magic and share. And I, I think that as we do start to come back together, I have this sneaky suspicion that like power vinyasa is, is always, I think, going to be a thing because people want to get the exercise out of the way. And there's nothing wrong with that. And and in fact, I was really judgmental about that for a while. And then someone was like, remember that people have to purify before they rest. I think, and I, I don't know, I'd love to hear maybe your spidey senses on this, but I think people after all of this are going to need to sit and lay back. And a plug for you, I want you to know that your restore class on Glow is my go-to almost two or three times a week. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the only thing I want to do. And I'm coming from like Ashtanga where I'm happy to have a Chaturanga party any day of the week. 
but all I want to do is rest after all of this. Hmm. All I want to do is, and in fact, even in my teaching, like, and, and don't get me wrong. So to my students that are coming to, to flow stuff, like I, I love doing that. I love the biomechanics. I love all that nerdy stuff. But when I get to like teach restore, I am done with that feeling like, bravo. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that sweetness is really, uh, for me, I feel like that might be coming down. What, what do you think? What's your, what's your thoughts? Well, on I this? know in my own practice, um, I, I no longer use my practice as my exercise and mm. I'm a, a big walker. I try to walk a couple miles every day, yeah. maybe not like hiking, hiking, but it feels like exercise. Um, and in fact, I said this to someone the other day, you know, my hips are so much tighter because of this walking practice I have. Mm -hmm. um, and it's outside and I'm by the trees and there's birds and, you know, all of that, which is a yeah. big plus. Um, and I am, you know, it's worth it for me to have tight hips, relatively speaking, like mm -hmm. for me to do poses where my feet are supposed to go behind my head these days, it was, you know, 30 minutes of slowly stretching before I even begin. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, so that's not what my practice is anymore. And I think that's what happens to us. Again, maybe it's a certain time in your life. Maybe it's um, a certain attitude that you need the yoga to be, to represent. It doesn't matter. Um, and if it, if it's, you know, even 90% getting exercise in great, because mm -hmm. guess what? There's always even 1% that's mm -hmm. going to take you deeper. Um, and, and again, I think as time goes on, you know, there's, there's frankly better ways to do it, <laughs> you know, yeah. especially if you do a repetitive practice, like let's look at sun salutations. A lot of us don't need to do 26 of those, like for series, you know, right. Right. every yeah. day of our lives anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I, I think that, you know, from exercise, physical exercise, we move to, if in, in a word, mental exercise, learning mm. to focus in other ways, learning to stay with it, even if part of our mind wants to wander off. And then, and then there's something else that, that has to be fit. And it's, it's the openness of your heart. And can you steady that for more than five breaths? Mm -hmm. You know, so that progression happens to all of us, even if you never wanted it to, you know, you keep showing yeah. up in your yoga. Yeah. That, you know, line from outermost to innermost, it's going to happen and, and you're going to be glad. Can you say, can you say a bit more to that? I, I, I love that. I know that, that, you know, you, uh, I, I started speaking a lot to the physical, which is a pretty standard thing to do, I guess. And we forget that there's so much more. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, the dharana, the dhyana, that whole, you know, ladder limbs of yoga, if you want to use those, that terminology, you know, and most of us are better at focusing on is my leg straight than is my mind steadying its attention. Right. That's just the progression. And as that begins to happen, we start to be able to identify the mental habits. Mm -hmm. What am I, uh, what am I avoiding? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what am I obsessing about? You know, mm -hmm. and, um, and then that's when we change. We, I mean, that's when change happens and change lasts. And, and we start to see that in our relationships and we start to see that in our relationship with ourselves. And we start to see that in our relationship to nature or God or whatever it is mm -hmm. that, you know, bigger picture in my view is it's the same, you know, it's the, what is hard for me to stay with and what are the obstacles? Guess, guess what? Ain't nobody else putting those obstacles in my path. Yeah. You know, I'm doing it myself. Mm -hmm. And so why do I think that's helpful? 
And what's so scary about moving this obstacle out of the path right now? And can I try it just for five breaths? <sighs> okay, great. Let's try 10 breaths. <laughs> and now what about that obstacle? And so the pathway is not, can I hold handstand? The pathway is, can I stay present even when, say, grief arises? Mm -hmm. Or whatever that fear is that I can't even put a name to. Mm -hmm. Or the, the wish for joy in such a way that I'm not present to the sense of contentment that actually is already there. I love that you've said that before. You have to find the joy in your practice. I've heard you say that in class before. Yeah, baby. Or you don't stay. <laughs> yeah, totally. Absolutely. Or you just keep injuring yourself or right, keep, push, exactly. keep pushing because the girl in front of you keeps pushing or whatever the case may be. At what point in your journey do you feel, and maybe what was that experience like for you when you started to connect to that other layer? Because I'm sure, did it start for you physically, do you think? You know, it was big for me. Um, I had a few uh, deaths of close friends, um, my former husband um, in my 30s. You know, I was a dancer in New York when I was young, and it was the 80s, and I had a lot of friends dying of AIDS. You know, back mm. then, people died of AIDS. You didn't live yeah. with AIDS, you know. Um, and so I started having to look at what is life, what is death. You know, that that sort of became a meditation for me maybe more early than some people. Mm -hmm. And then my father died and we were really close. So I've had a lot of little deaths, not little, but a lot of moments in life where I had to go, whoa, what matters? And a couple really important um, colleagues and former teachers of mine died in the last couple of years. You know, probably Matias Rati, yeah. an amazing therapeutics teacher called Jasmine Lieb just died a few months back. And, you know, it's sort of... You have you just say what what matters, mm -hmm. you know, and the the finiteness of it. And I'm not morbid. I, I hope I get to live to a hundred. I'm I'm down for that. <laughs> but <laughs> but in the meantime, you know what matters, and where do I want to put this energy? You know what what is the path? Um, and so I, I'm willing to, you know, <laughs> when I used to teach at this flow studio in LA at Exhale, where Shiva Ray and just amazing, really flowy teachers, and they used to call me, Annie brings the banks in so we can flow better. <laughs> the banks <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> right? And that's me. I like, to, I like to know what the boundaries are. <laughs> yes, so we can push on them, but, you know. Um, and to set boundaries to me is is kind of like drawing the bow of an arrow, is aiming your attention, aiming your intention. Mm. And, and so for me, that's been the pathway is to let myself feel the grief. And then the next set of inquiries, what matters? How do I want to spend this life? Where do I want to place this energy? In your own personal practice, right now, there's some really good points in there. In, in your own personal practice, where is your bow and arrow being drawn to? Right now? Yeah. You know, I, I have to say, um, I'm a big, I think a lot of you know, I'm a big bird watcher and um, I, I really feel uh, reset and rejuvenated when I'm out in old trees, forests. Um, and um, I, every day when I get on the mat, I, it is my intention to remember that my breath is the same as the breath of the tree, the same as the breath of that. I saw this gorgeous baby rattlesnake on a trail on Friday. You know, that interconnectedness of life. And, mm -hmm. and I feel like, you know, we can talk about climate change and protest and all of the rest, but I think if we remember that in our heart of hearts, more and more of us, 
we won't rape the earth anymore. Right. right. We, we won't take advantage. We won't exploit because it'd be like, you know, beating your lover up or mm-hmm. beating your mother up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that to me is uh, really one of the main reasons I intend my practice to continue. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What, when, when you look at studentship right now and <clears throat> have you ever had the experience, have you ever had the experience? You're a yoga teacher. I, I would assume, you know, you know, when you walk in the room and you can just see it and you're like, oh, you've got a broken heart. Okay. You don't want to be here. You are upset. You are without like projecting, but you can kind of just, I don't know. There's like this feel that you get. What are you sensing from students right now? Oh boy. Yeah, totally. I, I Let's think get you into hit it on the head when you were saying, God, I just need restoratives. <laughs> I, th- I think, you know, the big sort of big picture of it all is, is fatigue. I think we're all exhausted. And I I think we know that on the physical level and we know that in terms of keeping our attention, but I also think there's, there's a nervous system um, thing. We we so all need to be reset. I have a little nervous system reset practice. I do that. I can do it in five minutes. I like to have 15 and I tend to do that before I start moving. Yeah. Um, because I just think we're all, you know, you know about this. It's the, the parasympathetic nervous system that mm-hmm. just needs to be reset. You know, we're just like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? Oh, will this ever end? You know, that just panic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so restoratives are great. That really, really helps. But I think having just a, a even a simple intention of let my let my nervous system feel like for a bit, everything's okay for now. Have then I'll slept- jump into the fray. Have you, have you slowed your teachings? To, I mean, I haven't taken one of your online classes and I probably should come say hi sooner than later, but have you slowed that down in your, in your asana practice uh, or, or is there more of a, a weaving in of that dharma or? Yeah, that's really good questions, Danny. Um, I, I don't talk a whole lot about philosophy in the asana practices and, and several of my students say, Andy, you're such a philosopher. Why don't you bring you it in? You are. And my feeling is, that I'd like to talk about what we're doing. And if we're moving, then yeah. I'm going to talk about the movement. Right. <laughs> right? I'm right. going to do my best to keep you fully engaged in what you're actually doing mm. and not doing one thing and thinking about even grand thoughts. <laughs> right? So yeah, sure. that, that's one side of the coin. Uh, I would say that I've added a lot more sort of quiet uh, somatic exploration to the beginnings of practices. Now I usually have an intention of where the poses are going to go following. So they have a little arrow to them, but just, you know, get out of gravity, feel what you feel. Oh, what happens if, and what happens when? So I I think that sort of slower, quieter inquiry, I've added more time and more, I've given it more weight Mm -hmm. to start classes. Yeah. Someone came to class that hadn't come to one of my classes uh, for since like the start of coronavirus. And it was a, a good friend, Andrew. And he was like, you know, Danny, and he's, he's another queer man. So he was like, girl, did you just sit us into like 10 minutes of meditation at the end? I was like, uh-huh. And he's like, who, who are you? How'd you sneak that in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he totally was. He was like, take it back. He was like, Miss Thing, who do you think you are? And I was like, I don't know, girl. We just all need to sit down for a little while. <laughs> I'm, feel, I'm feeling it myself, you know, like, uh, uh, obviously teach to what you know and teach to what's going on in your body and, and teach to, you know, you, you teach to what you need a, a lot of times, at least, at least I have. And absolutely. I just want, listen, if I got to give you 
I don't even, I'm not, Annie Carpenter, I am not above this. If I have to give you 10 minutes of core work so that you can shut up and listen to me talk about how you need to rest, I'm going to do it. <laughs> if However I to... we get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come to my class. It's hard. Tons of core work. Come, just get over here. And if I got to do that just to burn you out for 10 minutes and then get you to just drop in, mm. um, so be it. I'm not above it. I will do it. <laughs> Until the cows come home, because I think it's important. I think it's extremely important right now. I know, I know, I need it. And I know every time I'm done with it, I'm just like, whew. it made me realize how long we've been have we been running on adrenaline, like, <sighs> right? Yeah, I mean, I think we've hopefully we've all had a few moments where we've let that down. Yeah, but I think more than not for over a year. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I was thinking a lot about that and just in, in pandemic life, obviously, but, you know, or beforehand I was running from Castro to Hayes to Valencia to a private to a corporate and then, then doing it all again. And then there was a festival coming up and then there was a good film for this. And the, like, I have no idea how I was doing it and still practicing and still showing up. Pre- was I even showing up present? Was I even truly being fully there? Was I lost in just the you know, the rat race circle of it all. Mm. Yeah. Well, sorry for being so busy, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had you. (laughs) We are the lucky ones, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Take it out of my mouth. (laughs) It's on my show, Annie. You can edit whatever you like, love. <laughs> no way. Absolutely not. I wouldn't have it any other way, love. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. But I mean, I think dude, I could go there and say d- deeper, like, but, but did I need to do it all? Probably not. No. Did I want to do it all? Did I feel like I have to, you know, like show and prove? And, and probably not. It wasn't until the slowdown when I actually, I don't think it was really until I started a really serious sadhana practice that my yoga began. And for many years, it was just physical, physical, physical. I mean, we're talking about what yoga was and, and what yoga is, is. That's totally what it was for me. It was just like a pure on move. And then I sat and was like, huh, there's something to this. Mm-hmm. What I thought about earlier is it's interesting, but I will, I will say this. You, you, you mentioned um, you know, when you teach in the room, you're teaching to what's happening. And you're teaching philosophy all at the same time. Because you're teaching the nuance of listening. You're teaching the nuance of experience in the moment. You're teaching that stira, that sukha. You're teaching that, you know, prana, that upana. Like just everything is just happening simultaneously without you having to say those words. Well, I agree with that. And I am a little bit of a geek. I like, you know, I have six translations of the Upanishads right here. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I love that stuff. And, and it is, um, stimulating and calming that, that nice mix that philosophy can be. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, I totally agree. I think the practice is learning to be present for longer periods of time Mm -hmm. and sitting with whatever arises inside of that. Um, so yeah. What are you interested in right now in your teaching? Like what's, what are you finding in your, in your geekiness? What, where are you you know, I, it's it's just more and more about finding ways to to not have my practice be what I teach. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that, you know, early in our yoga careers as teachers, we have to teach from our practice mm-hmm. right? because that's how we learn about the power and the beauty of, of yoga. Yeah. But I, at this point, I, I, I really don't want my practice to be the student's practice. Mm-hmm. And so I keep finding ways of cueing that almost, almost everything I say in class these days is a question. Not like we used to say, you know, say the body part, then the verb, and then the direction. These days, it's all question because I want to give the practice to the student. I want the student to find their own edge, their Mm -hmm. own path, their own, you know, each and every day, each and Mm -hmm. every moment of the class. Mm -hmm. What what are you ready for now? What what are you afraid of now? What do you wish was different now? And what are you going to do with that? Mm. You know, so it's interesting uh, as, cause I know the body pretty damn well, you know, I started yeah, dancing do. when I was a kid, I've been mm-hmm. doing anyway, but I, my knowledge is not their practice. My comfort, my ease with going in and staying inside, you know, frankly, that's one of the safest places I experience on the planet is my own inner body. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't like that. Took mm-hmm. me a long time to figure that one out. <laughs> Oh, so can I not have that be my hope that my students get that same sense of safety and ease and expansion that I have, but that they find a path that takes them to something similar? Oh, I love that. Yeah. But maybe that's not why they're here. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be my envisioning. Yeah. You know, my goal is that each person goes way further than I can imagine. I love that. You're inviting them really into the space of the inquiry versus the, here's the thing, but more so what is the thing for you? Yeah. And to bring the specificity that I love about physical movement, you know, while staying in inquiry, that's my dance right now. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, that makes me want to ask, like, how do you find yourself on that line? Well, for me, I work with, this is a little longer conversation, but I like to work with continuums, whether that's a physical continuum of external rotation on one leg and and neutral on the other, or Mm -hmm. that's how far can I safely open before I run into my own fear? Do you see what I mean? That's a continuum. Oh, yeah. And so you weave together these idea of how do I live in my body? How do I understand myself with actual physical, more and more specific um, cueing, mm-hmm. but it's all on their own terms. It's all in their own pacing. It's all in to their own degree. It's cool. You, it's like it sounds to me. If, if I want to, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's you build this level of trust by getting them into their body, right, and into the way that they feel safe, and then the questioning can begin. Correct. Ah, uh, Annie Carpenter. <laughs> wow, that's so good. <laughs> oh, you're sweet. Thank you. <laughs> hand, hand it over. I want some of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's open. <laughs> what uh, what do you see? You know, I don't know if you're or you're you're a visioner, like you know, kind of a planner or any of that. But what do you see that's next for you? What's what's going to happen next for you and your yoga? As it seems like the world is open, all of a sudden, it seems like the world's like opening up tomorrow. I know, right? It, it seemed like, wait, 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 I'm not ready. Am I ready? I've been so, wanting this for so long. <laughs> 67% of San Francisco is vaccinated as of this past week, which is bonkers to me. That's a lot. That's amazing. 67%. Are you vaccinated? Yes, ma- yes ma'am. Yes, sir. Me too. Um, <laughs> Great. 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting for me because I, as you know, I used to travel a lot in the yeah. last, I don't know, eight or 10 years in particular. And and now I'm kind of worried about my carbon footprint and, you know, sort of like, really? Yoga teachers traveling all over the planet, left and right, you know, is that is that mm. the best use of energy? Is that... So I, I'm a, I don't know. I'm sitting with it. And, you know, it doesn't mean I won't go to where my favorite communities are. You know, I have people in Australia I love, people in London. Anyway, I'll do some traveling, but I think I'll do some less traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know. I mean, it's just going to be one conversation at a time with various studios. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do my best to spend more and more time outside because I am a better person. <laughs> And then I'm a better teacher, right? That is just yeah. such a clear, you know, equation. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. I have a selfish question for you here. I'm going to totally, I got you on, I got you on the line. I noticed for, for me and I'm still, I think I'm in your, uh, eight or not, no, 10, 10 of teaching. 10 of, te- 10 of teaching officially, but before it was like at 24 hour fitness. So I didn't really know what I was doing. So I kind of <laughs> count that, but not, but not really. Um, you know, I've, I've found myself recently in that story of like, well, if I don't teach all like 10 things this week, then I'm not going to make it or whatever. But what happens if I just taught two and those two things that I taught were really potent and done really well. And the other time was spent on nourishing, going outside, being with nature, doing all of that. I've, I've been battling that story in my mind, you know, kind of just tethering that line of, you know, I'm getting ready to step away from, from online teaching for just a bit because I, I, Again, I want to go inward, and when the container happens, I don't want to be on empty and, and try to hold that space for everybody. Wasn't a question, I guess. That was more of a statement. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, you know, how do we how do we regroup? How do we reset? Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we all have to find our own way. And as you know already, it, it looks different all the time. I will say that. Um, one of the reasons I think I've lasted so long as, as a yoga teacher and before that as a movement teacher mm-hmm. um, is that, like I said earlier, it, I do the safest place for me and has been since I was a little kid is to go inside mm-hmm. and to feel my body and to feel movement, whether it's subtle or cartwheels in the backyard or you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, that is my sanctuary. And um, so for me to mispractice and to not be fed by that is in dance, we used to say, a day I don't dance is a day off my life, <laughs> you know, which is a little cheesy. <laughs> yeah. um, but it is, um, it is true for me to not spend in some way, whatever that practice looks like. And I'm not against, you know, walking very slowly on the beach mm. and listening to the gulls and feeling the wind on my skin. Mm-hmm. You know, and oh, there's the water, and hear the wave. I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's not a practice. Mm-hmm. So I'm open that way, right? Yeah. If yeah. your intention is to steady your awareness in the present moment for an extended period, I'm going to call that a yoga practice. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would have said that ten years ago, but I have no doubt about it now. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. You know, whether the practice is on a mat or on a cushion or at the beach or in the woods, listening to a prothonotary warbler baby. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. You know, totally. I love that. 
Well, Annie, I am so thankful to have you on the show. I am so glad that we got to connect. I mean, I, 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 there's so many people that I just haven't seen even passing or even, you know, not that I got to see you every day, but just to see your name in the studio, like, oh yeah, Annie, you know what I'm saying? You're just kind of in that weird, uh, that connection space of like, you, you see your people, your colleagues, your, your community friends. And absolutely you know, it's been, a, there's been a few people where I've, I, I haven't, and Yvonne and I were speaking about you recently. Hmm. And I was like, I'm going to ask. I've never had. I cannot believe I did not have you on the show. I literally had every like everybody. And I just never thought. And then Sarah Ezra and I were talking about you, and she was like, Yeah, get Annie on there. She's great. I was like, Okay, we'll reach out. So I, I'm glad I got to have you on the show today, and just sharing your wisdom with us and checking in. And I'm glad to see you're doing well. And yeah, I'm just. It's I can't my pleasure, wait to- Danny. And I'm super excited about your new studio. What's the name of it? It's called Home, H-A-U-M. So A-U-M with an H, yeah. Oh, nice. Love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. I'm, I'm, I think that San Francisco, you know, I, I selfishly, I need this. I want somewhere to go teach to. I want Sangha. I want space. I want all of, all of that. And, you know, I'm embracing my superpower. I don't need to be the anatomy teacher. I don't need to be the bhakti teacher. I could be the teacher that helps other teachers thrive and succeed because I love the marketing. I love this, the back end. I love all of that. And I love the community. That's really what I want to do. I just want to bring all, everybody in a big room and, 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 and then I, I can send them other places, you know, like, oh, you need this person. You might need this person. This person is going to be perfect for where you're at in your journey. I love that. And I resisted that for so many years and I realized Everyone needs that. Yoga community needs that too. Other yoga teachers need that. So I'm I'm really stepping into that wholeheartedly and, and embracing it. And I think a couple, a couple of my mentors were like, we to- we've told you this for years. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. That's yeah, really so dear. I'm going to stick with it and, and bring the folks together and and yeah, just do the thing. So I'm, I'm super excited. Thank you. Awesome. This All has right, been Ms. fun. Carpenter, Thank you so much, Danny. This is Danny and Annie saying peace out. Peace out.